0: Okay, it's terrific to see everybody. We're in, uh, I guess, like week three of this war, but week two of our alumni learning initiative. I um, wanna start with um, thanking uh, some wonderful, anonymous donors, friends of Carly Needle Lehrer, Sara Lea Mordechai Bear, who sponsored this week's learning with Rabbi Shuren in her memory. And uh, for anybody that knew Carly, as these wonderful friends that sponsored this week's learning said to me, uh, you know, we sort of had this
1: model.
0: Whoops, let's mute everyone. Uh, I'll mute you if you're not muted, but if everyone could just take a second to mute. Um, So as these friends you know, said to me when we talked about this sponsorship, they said if there were two things that Carly cared about, it was together we can and solidarity. So, um, may the learning tonight be in the skos of Venelias Neshama for Saraleya Bas Mordechai Bear. And thank you very much for this week's sponsors. Okay, so moving on. Um just going to speak briefly. Many of you have been on, although it's so nice to see some new faces there. Hi, David, it's so good to see you there. Um, um, and to see everybody, but David caught my attention. Um, so, if So this is my most important announcement. If you have not yet joined the WhatsApp group and you have WhatsApp, please join it. I sent an invitation in the email that I sent out this morning. I'm also going to put The invitation or the link you know to join the WhatsApp group Uh, in a few minutes i'll put it in the chat here on on this zoom so that's number one number two it's a not chatty chat it's just me posting important updates about the learning program so you don't have to worry. Um, We will, we do make the recordings available and i've sent out all the details about that if you have any questions i'm your address either email or WhatsApp works fine. I'm pretty sure you all know how to reach me, but I'll put that all in the chat as well. And <clears throat> I think um, if everybody would, would like this, I will share my screen and include the source sheets up on the screen. So hopefully we'll still be able to see Rabbi Shuren, but I'll, I'll also put the source sheets up so that we can follow along like that, okay? Okay, Rabbi, take it away. Just give me one second. I'm going to mute everyone, and then I'm going to unmute you. So one second. Actually, I think you have to unmute yourself.
1: Can everybody hear me? Yep. Okay, great. So uh, today I won't take any questions because I want to do – this piece of an article, will only probably get through about half of it, but next time we'll finish and then certainly I'll take questions. Just to introduce Rabbi Chaim Shmulev, he was the Rashiva of the Mir in the time when Rabbi Hirschfeld and Rabbi Karlinsky uh, studied in, in the Mir. Um, the Mir at that time probably had about a hundred guys, maybe a little bit less. Um, <clears throat> and he was, he was basically the founder of the Mir Yeshiva in Israel him and his son-in-law, Reb of it. And uh, even though it was a tremendous, tremendous lambdin, well-known as a tremendous lambdin, what became famous was not his Shuram on Gemara, but actually his Sichot Muser. Reb Chaim Shulevitz, uh used to give a Sicha every week in, or every sometimes every other week in Yeshiva's Mir. And they became so popular that people from all around Yerushalayim started coming. This is the, Someone wrote up all his Sichot Musar after a number of years and that's what we're going to be studying from. Frank Flevitz himself was a Machadesh. He came up with new ideas and if he didn't come up with a new idea, he at least came up with a new source for the old idea. He was tremendous when it came to finding sources of of Jewish ideas, very original sources. Um, He was a real person in the sense of very down-to-earth, um, when he would see a soldier in the street, every now and then he'd see a soldier, and he would ask him if he could hug him. And that's the type of person he was, even though he was part of very much part of the yeshivish uh, Haredi world. he If he saw a soldier, he would ask permission to hug him. So let's begin on his ideas. We're going to be doing his ideas on amun and Bitochan, and this couple, I took a couple of different pieces from different articles which I thought would really bring out his ideas. Achein la mito. That's where we begin on page kuf aleph, underline Achein uh, la mito. For certain, in truth, shall davar of the matter. Ain ala adam lakhshov kheshbanot shall tachlus hamasim. It is not incumbent upon the person. Uh, to make calculations about the goal of his actions, el who hu lasos et He shouldn't be doing this except he should really be doing what is incumbent upon him. Meaning, if a person has something that's that's incumbent upon him to do, he should do it. And we'll talk more about how much he should get involved in this. Vilu <inaudible> But the goal itself or the end product itself is in the hands of God. Meaning, don't make calculations about the end product. Just make sure you're doing what you need to do to get there. It's in God's hands alone. poel Because the one that holds that he himself is accomplishing and reaching the goal, through his own actions, it's as if that person is saying, my strength, right? My hard work has caused these riches to become mine. It's also for a person, prohibited for a person to say this, meaning the Torah, when it says, and the Jews will say, my strength, right, and my hard work is what did all this, gave me all these, this wealth, right? That's a sore, prohibited for a person to say, not only in regard to worldly matters, physical matters even in matters of spirituality, meaning whether it's spiritual or uh, physical or um, uh, what we talk about when we talk about our daily living, when we have to accomplish something, the approach has to be that I'm going to work towards the accomplishment, but God's going to make it happen. And if I don't do that, then it's I go into the category of kochi v'yotzim yadi, which is an expression used for people who say, "I did everything, I accomplished everything, and I didn't really need God for it." That's that's the context in which it's used in the Torah. If the God had done everything for the Jewish people, getting them out of Egypt, taking them into the desert, getting them through the desert, getting them to Israel, it says when you start becoming successful in Israel. The Torah says in Sefer you may come and say, this is all done by me. So know that that's not true. It's God that accomplishes. The Chavetz Chaim used to say it this way. We have to do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu right? Mir Dafton, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Tut We have to do, God is the one who accomplishes, right? And therefore, that's what we have to know as far as our moon, our moon is concerned is that God is going to be accomplishing when we do the proper amount of work, God is going to make this happen or not make it happen. It's up to God at the end of the day, whether it's ruchaniyut, whether it's in, on the spiritual realm or on the physical or uh, daily worldly um, realm. Therefore chazal say, if a person says, um, I worked hard in my um, in my Torah, in my mitzvot umatzati, and I found right this. The highnu shela acher e'na enasoga el mitzia mitziya shabba behesachadas. This this gemara is telling me that when the person says you got to umatzati, and the gemara says tamin, you should believe a person says I toiled and found. Rav Chaim Shulevitz wants to know why he used the word I found. Why didn't it use the word pa'alti, I accomplished. Right? Uh, And he says, because after all is said and done, right, the idea is only on the level of, this idea is only on the level of metzia, meaning finding, finding like a lost object, that usually comes when I'm least thinking about it, right? When do I find a lost object? I'm walking down the street. I don't think about very much, and all of a sudden I find something, right? So he says that's why the Gemara used when a person toils, he says, You got the U you can believe him. The mit- word matsia means to find a lost object. It's not something that you um that you uh uh decided or uh or looked after to get. And that's the same way we should be looking at when we toil for something, and we find it, it's something godly that we're getting, it's a metziah, and it's not something that we have accomplished by ourselves. It's basically a reward uh, that they merited to this person from heaven, like a payment for his hard work vezsha amar ibn khunayben akona we khunayben akona said aniomel fehina amelim. aniomel makabel shaar fehima amelin feen makabel shaar we we gunen ben akona said we're different than the non-jewish world because in our world we are we work hard amel bimalakha right aniomel makabel shaar i get reward when i work hard the hey ma meilim, the heyne makablim schar, and they work hard, and they don't get, they don't receive a word, a reward. Reward haschar avur Torah meisim tovim. En ala chach masehesig The reward for Torah meisim tovim, for Torah and good deeds, is not with regard to the wisdom that we acquire for ourselves. El ala omel vayigiyah. When we talk in Torah. We're talking about the hard work and the toil that the person does. The wisdom that the person gets, in other words, in Ruchaniut, in spirituality, is a um a matana from heaven, who by And like it was explained for Elu. Um uh, v- this says in the brackets: amal hazeh, You don't get reward for um, work in this world. Rak when we talk about being in a business, working in, in in the industry, we're not looking for how hard you work. We're looking for what you accomplish. Whereas in the spiritual world. It's really all about how hard you work because that will depend, how hard you work will depend on what you're going to get. Because what you get is not yours, Rebcham Shulevitz says. It's, it's God making you accomplish this and God is helping you accomplish this by your hard work. In other words, if you do the hard work, God will do the rest. All I have to do is work and then God will accomplish. And that's why he uses the language Umatzati, right? I failed. And that's why Reb Nechunia ben Akana says, I can do hard work, right? And I already get reward. Because for the reward, God makes you accomplish. So he's bringing these types of proof around his idea, this idea of, we're supposed to build our emunah about work and accomplishment in, the, in this way. Meaning, I work hard, but I attribute the accomplishment to God, because that's the way it really is. Uh, excuse me, ita, in the gemara Nidorim, it says, ena el al the The gemara nedoram says that Rabbi Yochanan said that a person doesn't, um, God doesn't, excuse me. Um, uh, causes divine presence to rest only on a strong person, a well-to-do person, a wise person, and a humble person. V'kula mi And it all comes from Moshe. Gibar, the chsiv, ohel v'chulei sham. harosh, I know it's from Gibar, we learn from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to spread the ohel on the Mishkan, he was able to spread the covering on the Mishkan. And there you learn how can he do that? He must have been a very strong person. Who A Rush Sham Hiksha. In the Rush, he asks the following question. The g the Pusik before that, Pusik Yitet already says that Moshe Rabbeinu um established the Mishkan and he placed the beams on the Mishkan by himself. So there you see in the last Pasuk, Pasuk Yudchet, that he was a very strong person, right? So why do we learn it from Vayifros at the Ohel, which is a Pasuk later, to show he's strong? We can deduce that from before, okay? We'll stop here and we'll take this up, There's Hashem, tomorrow.
0: Good question. Good question. Okay, thanks, everybody. You'll see that I put the link to the WhatsApp in this chat. I'm not going to hang up now, so everyone can take a minute to click on it if you haven't. If you already signed up for it, don't worry about it. You're still there. Um, and then uh, and I'll, I think that's it. That was the only other message.